When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. Yes. 30 minutes. Always a good show when we're starting with the mafia news. This is, this one is just, <laughs> this is the perfect food news story. It's also like already a movie. Like I feel like I've seen this story as a movie. I realize it kind of reminds me of the fine film Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd. Have you ever seen that? No. It's really good. Anyway. I don't think we've ever seen the same movie except for when we went to Batman. Those are the only overlap of movies that we've seen. Um, I think so. I mean, have you seen any of the Oscar movies? I've seen no, very few. not a single one. I do want to see Top Gun now that it's back in theaters, but... It's, that's the best movie I've ever seen. Okay, so you have seen that one. Yes, but we're going to write a movie about this story. Um, And it's going to be about Edgardo Greco, who is 63. He has been... In 1991, he was convicted in absentia of the double homicide of brothers Stefano and Giuseppe Bartolomeo. He them with iron bars. Iron bars before dissolving their bodies in acid. <laughs> iron bars? Multiple iron bars. How, how many iron bars did he use? Where did he get an iron bar? Was it a crowbar? Did he have more than one? In the mafia, I think that you have access to a, a lot of these kinds Multiple of things. Multiple iron bars. Especially because, well, I can't say for Edgardo Greco, but based on my um, consumption of the television show The Sopranos, mm-hmm. a lot of Never mafia, seen it, by a the lot way. of mafia people work in construction and oh, yeah. uh, and or sanitation. I feel like if you're working in construction, it's a good way to get some weapons like iron bars. Like maybe you would need that in buildings. So. Yeah. Well, he killed a couple of brothers with them. He's got a pipeline to iron bars. Pun intended. Um. Exactly. And. Uh, they were then, um, the bodies were dissolved in acid, which nice. is incredible move. Great. Also, I believe that happened, um, that definitely happened on, um, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. I believe. And remember, it went through the tub. Uh-huh. And then also on the Jeffrey Dahmer show that I watched. Oh, yeah. That was, that was yeah. too hard to watch. Anyway, classic moves here. And then he mm. fled to France. And we know he fled to France because that was where he was recently arrested because he was working under an assumed name as a pizza chef, a pizzaiolo, 
at a place called Cafe Rossini Italian Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's in this place called Saint Etienne near Lyon, France. Yep. And um, he's been apprehended because he could not resist the limelight. He had <laughs> he to be it in so the local much. papers. They made a local paper about him. And he's standing like front and center as the pizziolo of this featured restaurant. And he just looks like a mob boss dressed up and acting like a pizzolo. He... He just is, I don't know. He's got his arms crossed. He's wearing sunglasses. It's just like, if you went in there and he was like, would you like a slice? I'd be like, I'm leaving this place immediately. I think that's the picture that was on CNN. In the newspaper, it's like even more egregious. It's like a full body shot. He's just like showing him. It's like, he's like, here I am doing my pizza thing, (laughs) giving quotes. He's just like, as if people don't read the newspaper. Also, like if you're going to do that, why don't you like drastically change your appearance? And as far as I can tell here, he's not even wearing like thick glasses. He hasn't like dyed his hair. So here's how I think that goes, okay. right? I've never been in a witness protection plan yet, but what I imagine happens is like day one, you like really sell that you're someone else. And like year one, even you're like putting on makeup and wearing glasses and hiding. But by like year 10, you just kind of like, you're too lazy. You're just, you just like, whatever. You just assume that everyone has like forgotten mo- about you. From yeah. you like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Even though you dissolved a, a couple brothers in Italy in some acid after catering them with iron bars. Just do, just do not care. You're like, yeah, they've probably moved on. I know I have. I have yeah. a new life here in France. Also learning about this man, I was like, this is the two murders that he got convicted for, but he's yes. definitely responsible for like a couple dozen. Have to assume there are some other ones yes. too. I yes. mean, the Facebook page for Cafe Rossini only has 48 likes. But, um, it's only with, with 65 followers yeah. and only five posts. Yeah, so Not like, a robust social media management over there. How did they even get this press coverage? Do they pay someone off for it? I mean, Who knows? They've got a good publicist. It doesn't look like that good of a restaurant, to be honest with no, you, from the pictures. It doesn't. Also, like, if I'm in, like, just, like, countryside countryside of France, essentially, like, am I having pizza? I don't know. Although, I will say pizza's, like, the default food in a lot of Europe, so mm. maybe that's it. Well, good luck to him. I have a feeling he won't be returning to France. No, I don't think so. Uh, let's move on to New Mexico. Mm. New Mexico wants to become the first state with an official aroma. Um, it will be the aroma of Rosa Chili's, which I will say I like New Mexican food. I love a New Mexican oh, yes. burrito. Oh, yes. An official aroma. This just seems like a waste of elected officials' time. And a little bit. I, I just like want them to consider, is this the best way to be... Uh, Positioning themselves. To feature the chilies. And to position themselves for future in politics. And they're telling us that this is going to bolster the tourism because people will want to go there during chili roasting season. And I was like, guys, state aromas are not going to like feature in my, <laughs> in my, whether or not I want to go to New Mexico. Uh, Mexican food definitely will. I support this like yes. New Mexican food. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. When I lived in San Francisco, I lived down the street from a great New Mexican food place, and huh. it was so fucking delicious. I've heard it's closed. It's it's closed since. Called it was called Green Chili Kitchen, and it was awesome. Smothered burritos. Glad you brought up the green chilies yeah, because so one of the thing I found really interesting about this story is not so much about New Mexico featuring the scent of roasted chilies. Is they're really trying to win the beef with Colorado yes. over which state is the true green chili state? Because if you were to say to me roasted green chili sauce, I would think Colorado, you not would? New Mexico. I, yes, I had no idea that was a Colorado thing. Oh, it's oh yeah, it's a Colorado thing. Interesting. Oh yeah, I had no idea. I associate it with New Mexico, the smothered burrito. Oh, my former colleague and great man Mark Schlereth 
Oh. Has his own green chili line because he used to play in the Broncos. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I had no idea. So this isn't so much about establishing the state of Roma. It's more about just firmly planting the flag of we are the green chili state. They are. I- I'm firmly on the side of New Mexico. Well, that's just because there's a restaurant down the block from your apartment. Yeah. And I also, I lived in California, which is closer to New Mexico than Colorado. And Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yes. I think I'll so. Take, I don't think so. It well, depends where you are in California. California, Arizona, <laughs> New Mexico. You know, you just, you could drive there. It's like 11 yeah, hours. Yeah, you're right. You can't drive to Colorado from California. My bad. Can you not? I, I can't I'm tell thinking Northern California not. is closer to Colorado than it is New Mexico. We can check it out on Google Maps. I don't, I don't know. think we have to. I, I think just, it's a fact. There's parts of Colorado that are closer <laughs> to New Mexico, parts of Colorado that are closer. I mean, parts of whatever. You know what I mean. I just, I thought it was very firmly a New Mexico thing. So I had no, no idea. Oh, I didn't, yeah. If I were New Mexico, though, I would just not even acknowledge Colorado. Yes, I, good I would, point. I'd just be like, this is not a competition. Like, you can compete with us, but good we point. will not be competing with you. I love where your head's at. It's yeah. like, if you don't acknowledge the competition, you're not in a competition. But they squarely, in this article, were like, we are the true state. Yeah, like... The wh- real true state wouldn't acknowledge that they're the true state because they wouldn't. there wouldn't be any If I was a states. legislator in New Mexico, I'd be like... That's cool. We don't beef down, but I guess yes. they beef up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Exactly. We don't chili down, but I guess they chili up. <laughs> we don't beef down. We just smother that shit in chilies. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, let's move on. Dr. Pepper has two new flavors, and I would like to try them. One is strawberries, like one new flavor. It's one flavor. Me. Yeah, yeah. Strawberries and cream, and then strawberries and cream zero. These are obviously Coke products, they have the same Coke zero sugar branding. Mm. Um, I don't like Dr. Pepper at all, but I do like an artificial strawberry taste. And cream. I love a cream soda or like an orange cream soda. A couple things I learned reading this article. Number one, Dr. Pepper, established in 1885. Yeah. Uh, I just learned this week that root beer was introduced in 1876. I would have taken the under for root beer. I feel like root beer has been around for a long time. They were drinking root beer at that tavern in in southern Iraq (laughs) been 5,000 years ago. (laughs) Um... Heinz ketchup and root beer were both introduced to the world at the 1876 Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia. Oh, oh. I just look learned, at you. Just learned that this week. Wow. <laughs> Another thing I learned, they called Dr. Pepper a cola. Yeah. Is Dr. Pepper a cola? I consider it like a root beer cousin. Oh, like first cousins or second cousins or play cousins? Like second cousins. Kind of similar taste. I don't consider it a cola, but I don't really know the definition of a cola. Oh, yeah. I mean, why, why would we find out the definition of a cola? Like, yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who Coke need... and Pepsi. That's what a cola is. That, seriously. I think it's like a sugar-based soda. It would be my guess because it's like, it's like caramel sugar-based. I don't know. But Dr. Pepper is not a cola. No. It's not at all a cola. It's, it's, it's Dr. Pepper. It's its own it's, thing. It's its own thing. Now, I used to think this. And I don't know how insane this is. I just think Dr. Pepper was actually a, a soda trying to replicate the flavor of like a bell pepper. Really? Is that stupid? Yeah. It kind of tastes like that. If you sip Dr. <laughs> pepper and you think this is artificial pepper flavor before you sip it, you will you will see the bell pepper in your head and taste it in your mouth. <laughs> I'm being dead serious about this take. I'm not moving off of this take. All right. Well, that sounds like a great future taste test. Yeah, it's more like a, a feel, a taste, a feel test. You have to think about the pepper and then sip Dr. Pepper and then you will taste it. Okay, well, that sound, still sounds like something we can do on this podcast. And <laughs> yeah. I'd, be, I'd be interested to try it. You know when you're thinking of a beverage and then you drink something and it's not what you were thinking about and you're like so surprised? No, no, I, don't, no I, I don't know that. That Sometimes I'll be like expecting to drink like seltzer and it turns out to be like Coke Zero and I'm like oh. very caught off guard or vice versa or whatever. 
Um, just a side note, cola is a carbonated soft drink flavored with vanilla, cinnamon, citrus oils, and other flavors. Vanilla, cinnamon, citrus oils. God, and I would never guess that. If you gave me a Coke, you're like, what minutes. notes are in here? I'd be like, ah, I don't know. The, the very <laughs> first one is from Cola Nuts. Like, cola is a thing, and then Coca-Cola changed it. It was with a K, and then they changed it to a C. It's amazing. Coca-Cola is one of the most successful branding operations, probably in the history so of good. humans. It's so good. They just completely co-opted an entire beverage category to the pa- to the fact that like we only recognize cola as being a Coke or a Pepsi, and like Pepsi yeah. is like an imitation Coke. The fact when I read this, Dr. Pepper was a cola, it blew my mind. Like, That's a cola. I know it's shocking. Huh. It, it really is shocking. But uh, for this new flavor, it sounds like it'd be great with vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah. And so, the person like who wrote the article was like, it's, it's a, like, it, it's a standalone beverage. You don't like eat it with Chinese, drink it with Chinese food or like as a de- dessert. It's like a, a snack, a treat. Yeah. It sounds great, by the way. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, I'd love to have some. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. California. It's had a lot of problems lately. I know. Including. Not enough rain, too much rain. Not enough rain, too much Anthony rain. Anthony Davis doesn't like LeBron James anymore. <laughs> Anthony Davis will not celebrate his teammate <laughs> yeah, yeah. with an incredible accomplishment. Yes. I mean, there's just a lot going on. And add to it some citrus disease problems, Jacoby. Tough. Really tough. tough. There is an insect called a Diaphorina citri kuayama. And it carries a deadly disease called Huang. Long Long Bing, HLB, also known as citrus greening. Um, And it's coming for the citrus crops of California. Now, I lived in California for four years, about five years, whatever it was. I don't know. And uh, one of the things is longer, but who cares? One of the things that's so good is the citrus from the trees. Like we had this neighbor who had an orange tree in the backyard. Yeah. One day I just picked an orange and ate it. Best orange I've ever had in my life. If you have a single lemon tree, you have a surplus of lemons. Lemons, I know. Like, you cannot you go to so enough. many lemons. There, there's not enough ways to use the lemons for one household to use that many lemons. But like, I didn't realize that this was such a thing. I didn't realize it's they, they've they've overtaken Florida as orange producers. Yeah, Valencia oranges are, I think, from Valencia, California. Yeah, but they, it's a, it's now a stat. I think last year they surpassed Florida as the orange state. It's shout well, out to California. I mean, I think this might be some collusion. Maybe these bugs were planted by Floridians. Oh, interesting. I was yeah. going to say on the lemon tree topic, it's sort of like too good to be true. And I think that Californians like take it for granted. Like yeah. I had, a, I had a lemon tree too. And I was just so like, many lemons. I was like, this is awesome. Like, Oh, I don't need to buy lemons. Uh, you know, the housewife that lived in Malibu overlooking Yolanda, the, Yolanda. She yeah. had like a full lemon, like arboretum. Yes. Like, There's, a lem- no a lemon way. Grove. There's no way you can go through this many lemons. Like it's insane. You have hundreds of lemons every single day. That you have to get rid of. If anyone was going to have too many lemons, it should be a housewife. Cause you can imagine them doing like a weird cleanse using all of their lemons. They're yes. only having natural <laughs> yes. lemon juice yes. for the and, next 72 and hours. And lemon rinds for dessert. Um, this well, is just one of, they fix that. one of many agricultural problems facing the western part of the country. I wish them the best here from the eastern part of the country where, I don't know, things, we are, have other problems. things are fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we have other, other problems, but not that. Um, more on oranges and citrus. People are eating oranges in the shower. And mm. I, did you watch Seinfeld? I've seen a lot of Seinfeld episodes. Have you seen the episode where Kramer's doing everything in the shower? No. It's a good one. It's funny. That sounds good. Um, This made me think of him. But I feel like doing something in like adding some kind of like natural thing to your shower, I feel like is really in. Like people have just like started talking about like adding eucalyptus to your shower. Oh, I love that. In the steam room, eucalyptus. It's nice. And so people are saying you should eat. This is on TikTok, of course. You should eat uh, orange in the shower. Yes. Because it basically, um, it's like 
primal. It's aromatic. It's aromatic. Yeah. It's like gets you in touch with like your inner citrus loving So at character. first I was against this. Okay. And second, I was like, I don't mind if my orange gets wet, right? Sure. It's, it's not, I'm not eating like a chocolate chip cookie in the shower, right? Sure. Number two, smell nice. Number three, you have these sticky hands yeah. after the orange. Yeah, exactly. Boom. No more sticky hands. <laughs> Not a problem. Like, at first, my natural inclination is just to reject all of this, like, TikTok bullshit. But uh, this one, I was actually like, you know what? I'm on board. I'm, I'm on, on board. I'm on board with it, too. My only thing is, like, this is, a, this is a New York problem. My bathroom's really small. So the thought of having food in my small bathroom where, like, I also go to the bathroom and also, like, brush my teeth and, like, all this stuff, it's just, like, not that appealing. But that's a me problem. Well, there's a small bathroom or a big bathroom. The shower's the same size. Yeah, but, like, shower being so close to the toilet. Like, in some bathrooms, there's more more distance. I think it's gross. Unrelated. I'm going to say no. It's not a thing. Okay. Fair enough. I mean. Okay, now I feel bad. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're just like, no? Yeah, because I just feel like this, the, the, the shower experience is within those walls. What if you have a curtain? Well, within that area. I don't know. It's just like, it's not a closed system. And like, you're supposed to keep your toothbrush six feet away from the toilet. Like, that's like recommended. What? Yeah, there was once an article oh, about no. that. Oh, no. Yeah. Now I've got a poop brush? Yeah, you're telling like, me? Every, oh, my God. Everyone's got a poop just, brush. Don't, I, you know what? I wish I didn't have that information. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> My toothbrush is very close to my toilet. I know because we live in New York. Oh, These are God. New York problems. This is awful. I this know. is awful. I'm I never. Know. Really, I have to. Throw, I got to get a new toothbrush. <laughs> well, you also probably just don't need an orange in the shower. Bring an orange with you to the locker room where you know your shower is far away from a toilet. Oh, that would be really weird if I saw someone like at the gym just like walk yeah. into a shower with an orange and then walk out with the peel. Yeah. That would be really weird. <laughs> I know, but also I'd be like, huh, okay. I'm gonna try this. Food news follow up. I'm gonna try this. Okay. It does sound like like, soothing. It It makes me think of something they would do on a bachelor date. Like if they go to a spa and they would be like, now here are your Your oranges oranges." or whatever. (laughs) Like when they're in Iceland, like at the Blue Lagoon for a spa date or something like that. I I love the idea of just not having sticky hands anymore. Just be like, (laughs) oh, my hands are sticky. Guess what? Quick fix. Boop. Over. (laughs) Same. All right. Let's move on. This one really came as a surprise to me. Hmm. Sort of. The father of Peeps, the inventor of Peeps, the the, uh, Easter candy, he died. Ira Bob Bourne, R.I.P. Ira Bob Bourne. When I saw this name as Ira, I was like, oh, he's Jewish. And I was like, a Jewish guy making peeps? Like, both surprising and completely Family from out. Brooklyn. Family from Brooklyn. Moved uh, to Pennsylvania. Of course. Do they make candy in any other state? Not that I know <laughs> of. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's, I have no proof that do. they, they do. make candy in any other state? We have 50 of these things. Does anyone else make any candy? No, they own candy. I think they so. They own sugar. All, which is funny, because you know sugar is not grown no. in Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> so... It's a big importing state, I suppose. But I yeah. just was like, the Jewish guy making peeps, that checks out for me. He sounds amazing, by the way. All of these, like, old-time food inventors, they all seem like They're lovely such people. great guys. Just came, like, all their ideas come from, like, a place of happiness. It took him 26 hours to make a single peep, and he made a machine that makes them in six minutes. I know. He was like, this machine doesn't exist. Guess what? I'll build it. You know what else he's interested in? Woodworking. Playing chess. <laughs> and. The choir. He's in a choir. He went to MIT for for graduate studies in math and physics, which led him to this interest in making candy. Peeps. He's interested in like the process of it. Oh, guess what? Not only did he create peeps, hot tamales are his too. It's amazing. If you create hot tamales, did you also create Mike and Ike's? Because I always imagine that like they're like cousins. I don't think I've ever had either. So what? What what do they taste like? What? Yeah, I don't know. You've never had a Mike and Ike? No. Or a hot tamale? No, no chocolate. Ever? No chocolate, no interest. 
One no of, chocolate, no interest. One of my camp friends, Samantha Wiggins. No chocolate, no interest. In the summer of um, 1996, she got there before everyone else, and she was sitting in the bunk, like, saying to people, want a hot tamale? Want a hot tamale? And ever since then, I have not wanted one, though I love Samantha very much. Wow. And that's my only association. There's Samantha catching strays. <laughs> no, I love Samantha. <laughs> She's still one of my good friends. Shout to Samantha. Um, What do they taste like? Hot tamales? Yeah. Is it jelly bean? No, cinnamon. Like big red gum. Oh. But it's like it's basically like a... Cinnamon jelly bean? A, yeah. A, a misshapen jelly bean cinnamon style. And what's a Mike and Ike? Same thing, but with like fruit flavors. Sort of like a Skittle, a Skittle um, array of flavors sure. in that sort of stretched jelly bean with a harder shell. I don't really like Peeps. I don't really like any of these super sugary candy. No chocolate, candy. no interest. No You've chocolate, established no interest. That. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. I need chocolate in my candy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well... Let's move on. I think we have time for one more story until a Super Bowl taste test. Oh, the big game, Juliet. The, the, the big sorry, game. The big game. We don't want Roger Goodell come and sue us. <laughs> the big game. Um, okay. Let's do a little booze news. Booze news. Uh, truckload of Jack Daniels crashed in North Carolina on the I-40. Yeah, it did. I have a question. Do you think there's always been this many um, food wrecks? Food for crashes? Well, food crashes? Since it's really been part of our purview for the last right. year plus. Like, do I only know about it because, <laughs> because of this podcast? Yeah, I think so. Or is there more reckless driving of goods? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is, maybe this is part of the supply chain issues? Do they need to go faster or <laughs> yeah, something? seriously. Maybe they've worked harder? I think this is probably has something to do with the war in Ukraine, but I haven't figured out the connection yet. Oh, interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, Maybe like many of the best food haulers are are just busy or have gotten new jobs, but yeah, this this happened in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, as you would expect, there was some traffic delays. Yes, th- there's a lot of focus on the traffic implications thereof. And one thing that this made me think about was one time I was at a bar, and my buddy shout to Jbot stole a bottle from behind the bar. Oh, like reached over and got it and took it to the did dance kicked, floor. Did it get kicked out? No, took it to the dance floor, dropped it, and oh it spilled God. everywhere. Did it get kicked out after that? No. Jesus. But what happened was, is everyone dancing because what happens when you spill booze on the floor is very sticky. Minutes. Mm. So the dance floor became a place where you couldn't stay on rhythm because your feet would stick, right? And so to bring it full circle, all I could think about was not just, oh, hey, there's free booze everywhere because all the bottles are broken, but just imagine driving through that. Sticky. And then it's like your tires like, are making this noise. It's just sticky everywhere. It's really sticky roads can after I, that. Can we go back to this J-Bot situation? Yeah. Did he, how much did he have to pay for this bottle? Did no, he, he didn't. He would ask for like a beer. They would turn around. He would reach over and grab a bottle of liquor. That's Take it back to that's us. That's terrible. And then we would drink from the bottle. That's, we're in college. That's we're broke. That's really upsetting. Really? You're pulling yeah. the moral high ground on this one? Well, what? You're pulling the moral high ground on this. Taking think, a bottle that probably cost the bar $10 that they're charging at least, I don't know, get making $400 on. But what about the bartender? Do you think the bartender got in trouble for this? Like, no. oh, I just lost a bottle of. No. And they didn't have like cameras back then either. Cameras like literally didn't exist. It was like, <laughs> I know, but you think that there was no repercussion for just losing None. a bottle of whiskey? No one even noticed. I don't believe Except that. Except for the person that had to clean up the shards of glass. And just, the people that had to step on the shards of glass and then go to the hospital. And the people who couldn't dance because they were stuck to the floor. Those are the implications. <laughs> I just really hope that no one lost their job over this. I'm really worried so about too. it. I hope so, too. I mean, that's crazy. I think he did get caught one time and then stopped doing it. I feel like this happened on a TV show. This did happen on a TV show. On an episode of Real Housewives, maybe of Potomac or something. They go to a bar. Fuck, I need the reality crew to tell me. But this did happen. I think this happened on Potomac where someone stole a bottle from the bar and it was like a big deal. So maybe that's why I'm upset because I saw it on TV. Was his name Jadon Shakara? <laughs> no, I don't want to oh. implicate a house husband, but I'm oh. nearly positive Juan this Dixon? happened. 
Oh my god. <laughs> different different pod, podcast. Different podcast. Different, different podcast. podcast with Juan <laughs> Dixon. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Whatever. All right. Taste test time, people. Taste test time. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super Bowl, excuse me, the big game. The big game taste test. The big game taste test. So Juliet has been eyeing these goods that have been in front of us for quite some time. We went to Trader Joe's. By we, I mean Mike Wargon. Yep, Mike Wargon did. We went to Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And listen, I bet a lot of you will be having Trader Joe's goods on Sunday for the big game as you watch Rihanna in between some football. Um, and we wanted to sort of be like your advanced scout you. team. Exactly. And let you know what's good. So we have a couple things to try. We have three things, really. We have some chips. We have yep. two dips. Buffalo-style chicken dip and a sour cream spinach dip. Mm. We have some pigs in a blanket. We have chips, of course, for the dipping mechanism. And then for dessert, which I've been eyeing actually the longest because I have a sweet tooth, milk chocolate-covered mini pretzels, which I love. Yes, chocolate. Yes, interested. Exactly. High, high variance in how those are. But Really? I've been most excited about the pig in the blanket. So you I, start there. I want to try this. But, um, Mike, can you give us some details on this pig in the blanket? Turn up your mic. I, I, what did the box say? Anything special? Like, anything oh, different really than what I would have? Like it's freaking out right now. Yeah, they're pastry pups, so it's like a Parmesan pastry covering the hot dog. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yum. Yep. Really good. Only note, a little too much saltiness with both the Parmesan and the Frank. Nope. But really good. The Parmesan adds a nice crisp element. Yeah. And visually, the Parmesan really plays as well because it browns really well. What's your uh, dipping sauce? Mustard or ketchup? For that, mustard. Big mustard guy. Dijon mustard guy. I would norm Dijon is my favorite mustard. Shout out to Great Poops. But for a hot dog, I go classic um, French Jelly yellow. mustard. Mm. Yeah. So good. I'm thinking of Amanda Dobbins right now. She loves cocktail franks. I love Amanda Dobbins. She's great. I All love right. them too. Best Here we part go. Of, like, any wedding I went to that didn't have something in a puff pastry was sort of a waste of time. Wow. Think yeah. of all the unions that created people. They're just happy, loving relationships that you're calling their marriage a waste of time Another marriage, because they wedding. didn't have a puff pastry. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like that's like baseline for a catered event. Something in puff pastry, a quiche, pig in a blanket, just need it. Okay, you start with the. I'm starting with the buffalo chicken dip, and I'm starting with I've the. Never, I've never had this from Trader Joe's. Sour cream and spinach dip <laughs> sounds so good. Yeah. All right. Oh, great, mm. great, great sound. Mm. That is good. See, mine might as well be a fucking salad next to yours. This is better than having wings with buffalo mine, sauce. Yeah, mine is sour cream this is so and good. spinach dip. But like next to yours, 
Mine looks like I'm gonna buy that. It went to MIT with Ira Bourne, and this one <laughs> went to fucking Tulane and partied in, in the French Quarter. By all the time. way, how do you get from Ira to Bob? As I was wondering that myself. <laughs> I was, but I read it. I was like, he just died, so I didn't want to say anything. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, like I, I'm wondering if he was trying to like de-Jewish his name because Ira oh. can only be Jewish. There's no non born. There's maybe I know of one non-Jewish Ira, but it's like truly shocking. I, I didn't. I I don't even know an Ira. My dad's middle name is Ira. Oh, I think it's a maybe cute his name. middle name is Bob. No, it's not. Um, the Buffalo style chicken dip is so good. Oh I, yeah, I'll be buying that. Oh, I'm going back for in for the more. big game. And seriously, I so and much prefer that to wings. You know, what? I'm really proud. My of hands you. aren't dirty. I'm really proud of you. Julia. This is kind of spicy. Yeah, it's a little spicy. I'm proud. Of, you're growing. Thank you. you I'm recovering. What? You're you're showing growth. You know, that's all we can ask for. Thank you so much for recognizing my accomplishments. It makes me I feel appreciate good. you. I'm not like Anthony Davis. I recognize your accomplishments, Jacoby. If you ever break LeBron James's scoring record. Yeah. I will stand up and cheer you on from the center court. I know you will. You'll bring a fucking sign. You'll give me like a heart signal. The spinning chip is very good. Nah, but you can't compare. It's but it's like, yeah, it's That's like the, the problem. It's like having your favorite meal on the night you get home from vacation. You're like, yeah, it's really good, but I'd rather still be on vacation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sad. Can I, I have another can more some more buffalo it's dip? Good. This it's, buffalo dip is fucking slamming. It's what the kids used Trader to say Joe's would be flames. Buffalo style chicken dip. I've never had it before. White chicken meat with cream cheese, sour mm. cream, cayenne oh. pepper sauce, shredded jack. Yeah. The cream cheese is a secret to the success. Oh, yeah. I love cream cheese. Oh, this this is good. All right. I'm just going to try to not eat eat it for the rest of this podcast. How much time we got left? Three minutes I can make it. We got to taste this pretel. Oh, yeah. Finish. You got to watch Which it down with the pretzel. Which I'm excited about because I need some sweetness after the spice of that. Yeah, I know you do. And this guy has chocolate, so you're interested. Mmm. This is really good. Eh. Eh. I love it. Nope. My, your, like, crunch and mush for you yep. is salt, salt and sweet and together. Yeah. It's good. Really good. It's good. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a chocolate pepper pretzel. Like, of course okay. Personal food news. BFN. Last night for dinner. I didn't know what to have. Okay. I knew this day would come where I'd be like, I just don't know what to do. I don't want to order in. Ambivalence. Uh. Yeah. I had a slice of table 87 pizza from the freezer. You know those individual slices that are like in plastic? No. It was on Shark Tank. It's one slice. One slice. Put it in the oven. Takes like seven minutes. Yep. It was really delicious. Really? And I didn't have to like have the mental game of do I want to make an entire pizza? That's and then, the thing. And it just was like one slice. It's really expensive. It's really too much money. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> it should be a catch. But it's cheaper than ordering in. So... I recommend it. And I have to say, like, the food that has come out of Shark Tank that then goes on to be, like, actually successful. Shot to mush. Mush is really good. So Table at 87 Pizza, I enjoyed it. Good for them. My personal food news is a weekly tradition. On Tuesdays, I, I pick up my son from the bus, and we go to coding class. That's right, coding class. He's going to be a millionaire, pay for my retirement. Cool. And um, he gets off the bus, he's hungry. Two but I don't want to get him dinner, so I just get him a snack. And we decide to stop and get a glizzy every week from okay. the local, like, papaya place. It's still open? Yes. And For now. what we've decided is every week we're going to try a different topping Ooh. and establish which is the very best. Love it. So far, we've done sauerkraut and mustard. We've done quote-unquote chili. We've done the New York onions. And we've done ketchup and mustard. That we're going to do cheese dog next. But I will tell you that 
we're really learning some things about toppings and hot dogs and what works and what doesn't. The New York onions do not work. Oh, really? That would be my favorite. The chili is just not a good idea. The chili dog? Yeah. Well, are you walking with this? Yes. It's that's a, not a walk and eat. It's food. not a but. If but you're sitting at a table, sauerkraut maybe. Plays. Well, that's classic. sauerkraut and mustard that's really classic. plays. That's the classic. So that's where we're at, and I'll report back when the Great Glizzy Experiment so, is over. So what you're telling me is the time-tested toppings of every hot dog cart in Central Park is the best version. No, because those onions do not work. The but New York they, onions are kind of like they're like a, a tomato-based yeah, sauce well, onions. Thing what I'm bad. saying, sauerkraut and mustard. Mustard. Is like, is that's the, the yeah. That's the standard, and it, it's so far so far in the lead. However, the cheese dog is still to come. So I'll keep that you guys abreast. Disgusting. I, once again, a cheese dog sounds disgusting. Yes, because once again, I'm thinking about the meat on the side of the road. That pink shit. Oh no! I have a, a glizzy every week. A half a glizzy. Let's I, get to listener food news. Seconds. Hi, Juliet and Jacoby, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks. I just had a question for you guys about cues. There was a fun article in the New York Times this week discussing New Yorkers who are waiting in lines for things like brunch and bakeries and pizza as opposed to long lines to get COVID tests and vaccines. My question for you guys is, what is the longest line you've waited for some type of food? Love the podcast. Ooh. That's zero minutes for me. Yeah. Actually, I take it back. There's a cafe in Park Slope called Winter, which is very good, and they have really good breakfast sandwiches. And sometimes I will like make the activity waiting in line to get a breakfast sandwich with like a friend or something like that. Mm. So then that I don't know, like 25 minutes, but like that's I will only do it if it's like the activity, not if I'm just like alone and I need to get something. Sometimes when I see people waiting in line for food, I'm just like, what are you doing? There's a boba tea place on Sixth Avenue, which is this huge line. I'm like, you just like Crumble Cookie has really long. Yeah, lines. like the line goes so far that you probably hit another boba tea place while you're in line for it. And I would say the longest line I've ever waited on would be downtown LA food court place. Oh my God, that was Those, awful. Yeah, like I would go there on the way into Grantland and I'd be like, I want an egg sandwich. This place is supposed to be really Excellent. good. Yeah. That sucks. 15 minutes. That really sucks. Also, there's a lot of food lines in LA because like you're just, you have to like pot commit. You're like, well, I came yes. here to get this. Yes. I can't just go somewhere else. Yes. And, it, and how many times have you waited in line for 30, 35 minutes and be like, that was totally worth it. Like I remember getting excellent almost and being never. like, this was okay. Um, literally like, almost uh, never. I almost want to like go back to the line and be like, guys, I just ate this. There's this <laughs> Not ba- worth it. There's this bakery in Brooklyn Heights, which was part of this article called like L'Appartement 4 or something like, like, oh. like that. And I want to try it, but like, I just will not wait in line. So what if there was a mafia boss in hiding working there? And then I'd want, I, I'd I love to be part of history. So I would, I would love go. to do that as well. Be like, I've been there. <laughs> she killed the pair of brothers with iron bars and then melted them in acid and then started making pizza for 16 years. Unbelievable. It couldn't stay out of the spotlight. Posted on social media. Unreal. Was It was featured in a newspaper article while he was on the lam and murdering two brothers and putting them in acid. Here's my takeaway. If you commit a crime and you do not get caught, change your hairstyle, change your name. Stay out of the paper. I think it's a discipline problem. I, th- I would do that. But after four years, I'd be like, I want my old hair back. Like, I'm right. just, I'm tired of like looking like Eminem. I need to, I want my natural color back. Then watch The Wire and be like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. Go to jail. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to the police that caught him. Yeah. They, they have great discipline. They stayed on the great case. Great Stay on the case. Read every single article of every newspaper around the globe until they found the one that featured the brother murderer. Unbelievable. Greco. Good luck, man. Kind of. All right. Thank you to our producers, Mike Wargon. Enjoy and the Ronick big game, Nair. everybody. Enjoy the big game. Can't wait. Can't wait for Rihanna. We'll be back next week. <laughs> 